Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. We are good. (laughs) We are good. (laughs) We are good. You know, we're good. (laughs) We're good. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and uh, thanks for coming back this week. Let's go ahead and dive into some privacy and security and cybersecurity news. Let's do this. Tonight at 11, more than half of initial infections and cyber attacks come via exploits, supply chain compromises. Web scraping is legal. U.S. Appeals Court reaffirms. Muting your mic reportedly doesn't stop big tech from recording your audio. It's not really a surprise there. And lastly, cybersecurity offense, the best defense. Let's go ahead and dive in tonight on Privacy Please. First up, more than half of initial infections and cyber attacks come via exploits, supply chain, compromises. The length of time attackers remain undetected on a victim's network decreased for the fourth year in a row, sinking to 21 days in 2021. Down from 24 days in 2020, according to a new report on incident responses, IR, investigations conducted by Mandiant. We know that we know that name very well. Mandiant in its IR cases found that companies have tuned their direction or detection capabilities to find the most dangerous attacks quickly. With ransomware detected within five days on average, non-ransomware attacks remain active for 36 days in 2021, down from 45 days in 2020. But the quicker detection of ransomware attacks may not necessarily be positive, instead being due to the activation of payload, says Stephen Stone, Senior Director of Advisory Operations for Mandiant. In general, however, the improvement is driven by faster detection of non-ransomware threats because more companies are working with third-party cybersecurity firms. And government agencies and security firms often notify victims of attacks leading to faster detections, he says. We think the combination of factors like these contributes to what we already see as year-over-year improvements in these regions. Ultimately, initial threat vectors come down to attacker choices and the availability of different vulnerabilities. Overall, we see some attack groups use different methods concurrently like showing a preference per target efforts. Companies have improved their detection times dramatically over the past decade, reducing the time to detect attackers by nearly a factor of 20, from 418 days in 2011 to 21 days in 2021. That's fascinating. So attackers love Cobalt Strike. Uh, The most popular attack tool remained the beacon backdoor with accounted 
which was accounted for uh, 28% of all identified malware families. Beacon is a component of the Cobalt Strike Penetration Testing Tool, which is also popular with malicious attackers. Other attack tools quickly dropped off in frequency and include the Sunburst backdoor for .NET environments. The Metasploit penetration testing platform and system bc a proxy toolkit overall two methods of initial compromise exploiting vulnerabilities and attacks through the supply chain accounted for 54 percent of all attacks with an identified initial infection vector in 2021 up from less than 30 percent share of attacks in 2020 the changing tactics underscore that companies need to keep informed of attackers techniques Jurgen Kutcher, Executive Vice President for Service Delivery at Mandiant, said in a statement announcing the report. This is what he said. In light of the continued increase use uh, use of exploits as an initial compromise vector, organizations need to maintain focus on executing on security fundamentals, such as asset risk and patch management. The key to building resilience lies in preparation. Developing a robust preparedness plan and well-documented and tested recovery process can help organizations successfully navigate an attack and quickly return to a normal business operation. Well, this is pretty fascinating here. So to wrap this up, Active Directory in the bullseye. In another trend, attackers are increasingly taking aim at hybrid active directories installations because of misconfigurations in the hybrid identity model where credentials and keys are synchronized between on-premise AD services and an Azure active directory in the cloud lead to compromises. Mandian stated in the report, companies should treat hybrid active directory servers as the most sensitive level of assets. Tier zero, and only allow access for privileged workstations from a segmented network along with monitoring these steps should make exploitation much more difficult, says Evan Pena, uh, Managing Director at Mandiant Global Red Team. Luckily, implementing best practices for hybrid AD servers is not hard to get right, he says. As companies move their resources to the cloud while using hybrid models, attackers will target these hybrid servers to achieve both domain and cloud compromise. It is common for these hybrid servers to have high-level privileges to on-premise servers, such as domain controllers and cloud resources. Companies should be tackling the primary threat this year by reviewing and assessing their Active Directory implementation for vulnerabilities and misconfigurations. Understanding how to detect and prevent unusual lateral movement attempts to their environment and implementing application whistling and disabling macros to significantly limit initial access attacks. Moving on. So web scraping is legal. U.S. appeals court reaffirms. So this uh, this article is actually by Zach Whitaker. Zach, thanks for the uh, the insight here. So good news for activists, academics, researchers, and journalists. Scraping publicly accessible data is legal, according to the U.S. Appeals Court ruling. The landmark ruling by the U.S. Ninth Circuit of Appeals is the latest in a long-running legal battle brought by LinkedIn aimed at stopping a rival company from web scraping personal information from users' public profiles. The case reached the U.S. Supreme Court last year, but was sent back to the Ninth Circuit for the original appeals court to review the case. In its second ruling on Monday, 
the Ninth Circuit reaffirmed its original decision and found the scraping data that is publicly accessible on the internet is not a violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, or CFAA, which governs what constitutes computer hacking under U.S. law. The Ninth Circuit's decision is a major win for activists, academics, researchers, and journalists who use tools to mass collect or scrape information that is publicly accessible on the internet. Without a ruling in place, long-running projects to archive websites no longer online and using publicly accessible data for academic and research studies have been left in legal limbo. But there have been rigorous cases of web scraping that have sparked privacy and security concerns. Facial recognition startup Clearview AI claims to have scraped billions of social media profile photos, prompting several tech giants to file lawsuits uh, against that startup. So several companies, including Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Venmo, and Clubhouse have all had users' data scraped over the years. The case before the Ninth Circuit was originally brought by LinkedIn against HIQ, Labs, a company that uses public data to analyze employee attrition. LinkedIn said uh, the mass web scraping of LinkedIn user profiles was against its terms of service amounting to, hacking, uh, amounting to hacking and was therefore a violation of CFAA. LinkedIn first lost the case against uh, HIQ in 2019 after the Ninth Circuit found that the CFAA does not bar anyone from scraping data that's publicly accessible. On its second uh, pass of the phase, the Ninth Circuit said it uh, relied on a Supreme Court decision last June, uh, during which the U.S. top court took its first look at the decades-old CFAA. In its ruling, the Supreme Court narrowed what constitutes as a violation of the CFAA as those who gain unauthorized access to a computer system rather than a broader interpretation of exceeding existing authorization, which the court argued uh, could have uh, attached criminal penalties to a breathtaking amount of commonplace computer activity. Using a gate-up or gate-down analogy, the Supreme Court said that when a computer or website's gates are up and therefore information is publicly accessible, not authorized is required. Uh, the Ninth Circuit is referencing the Supreme Court's gate-up, gate-down analogy, uh, ruled that the concept of without authorization does not apply to the public websites. Well, moving on to the next one. Uh, muting your mic reportedly doesn't stop big tech from recording your audio. That's not necessarily a shocker there, but uh, certainly still interesting. So anytime you use a video teleconferencing app, uh, you're sending your, your audio data to the company hosting services. And according to a new study, that means all of your audio data. This includes voice and background noises, whether you're broadcasting or muted. Researchers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison investigated many popular apps to determine the extent that the video conferencing apps captured data while users employ the in-software mute button. According to a university press release, their findings were substantial. They used runtime binary analysis tools to trace raw audio and popular video conferencing applications as the audio traveled from the app to the computer um, driver and then to the network while the app was muted. They found that all the apps they tested occasionally gather raw audio data while muted is activated with one popular uh, app gathering information and delivering data to its server at the same uh, rate regardless of whether the microphone is muted or not. 
still even reading that is still shocking to to know that that is that is being taken advantage of so unfortunately as this research remains unpublished we're unable to confirm the specific apps tested so for now we can't really name and shame them oh boo however the uh, efficacy of this paper isn't necessarily in doubt due to the fact that it's been accepted to the 2022 privacy enhancing technologies symposium wow Hopefully I didn't botch that word, but you know, whatever. We'll just have to wait and see who gets name dropped when the paper is published in June. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be very interesting. And lastly here, cybersecurity offense. The best defense? Is your organization prepared to respond and defend itself in the face of cyber threats? With threat actors employing innovative tactics to conceal their operations, the traditional approach to combating threats is no longer effective. To protect themselves, implementing a good cybersecurity offense is the best defense. I just sound more sophisticated, not saying offense or defense, but rather going with the offense and defense. Would you agree? Companies must employ offense cyber tactics to discover and eliminate powerful adversaries on their networks. Now I feel like I should be drinking wine and eating cheese when I'm I'm speaking like this. Offense and defense. <laughs> Sleep better at night with a good cybersecurity offense. Does your cyber team have a plan in place in the event of a potential hack on your system? Your business has likely been using a strategy or defending and responding to cybersecurity threats for a long time. However, if you believe this method is sufficient to safeguard your firm against a breach today, you are sorely mistaken. Too many organizations are waiting for the news of a cybersecurity breach before taking action. These traditional methods are no longer sufficient in the face of increasing quantity and size of cyber attacks. Furthermore, threat actors are using sophisticated new cyber techniques to conceal their activities, making the old methods obsolete. Which is very true because think about it. It's not a, I think we've talked about it on the show many, many times. It's not a matter of if or when, it's a matter of how many times. Plain and simple. Experts surmise the recent Equifax hack presented one of the most substantial hazards to personally sensitive information in, in recent years. This breach exposed data for as many as 143 million Americans. In the wake of this massive data leak, it's important to remember a defensive cyber strategy is no longer enough. Cybersecurity offense is a new way of approaching security. Implementing a good cybersecurity offense plan will ensure your, your company is better positioned to defend against these sophisticated cyber threats. This assurance will surely help you sleep better at night, or at least whoever is responsible for that. Use threat hunting to protect your network. Today's unpredictable environment has many rapidly evolving threat actors and emerging technologies. The only way for organizations to protect themselves is to deploy cybersecurity offense techniques. These techniques work to uncover powerful adver adversaries as, uh, on their networks. So threat hunting is the most effective approach available and critical for any business wishing to detect and prevent network assaults. Threat hunting is the process of actively seeking compromises before anything happens. Hunters occur through networks and data uh, sets to find hidden threats before an incident occurs. Organizations can detect attacks 
before they become too strong by conducting frequent network assessments looking for signs of malicious activity. Threat hunters work to find the dwell time, the amount of time an attacker remains hidden on a victim's network. This dwell time is usually between 200 or 250 days before discovery. So advanced adversaries dwell on the background noise of networks and bypass reactive cybersecurity protections by constantly inventing harmful strategies. All of these advancements are designed to circumvent traditional cyber protections. These include polymorphic and disguised malware, dynamic infrastructure, fileless malware, and hijacking of normal operating system operations. Automatic data collection and analysis, threat analytics, threat intelligence, and artificial intelligence are all part of this proactive strategy. The the idea is to capture and analyze massive amounts of data with high-tech tools and tradecraft. By using custom delivery methods, these solutions can identify and mitigate risks at the speed of a machine. And no, it's not Johnny Five. Outspace threats by using data-driven cyber defense. So furthermore, automatic systems alone will not be able to detect all threats in a secure environment. Therefore, use these tools in conjunction with threat analysts who have a thorough awareness of the organization's working environment. When facing uh, complex data, threat analysts can make sense of it and build hunting hypotheses. They can then test these hypotheses to better discover hidden dangers. The use of ad hoc hunting methods, even with intelligent analysts and the appropriate tools is not sufficient. It must also be subject to standardization and measurement. To conduct threat hunting effectively, it's necessary to develop a repeatable process that is integral to the overall security strategy. Smart integration of security information and uh, event management can help. Additionally, endpoint detection and response systems may aid in the speed and efficiency of this procedure. Fortunately, incidents such as the Equifax compromise do not have to be unavoidable. Organizations can take action now to strengthen their security posture and avoid being the future target of a cyber attack. Your organization's security hinges on three factors. Analytical tools, wise threat analysis, and sound search processes. With a strong cybersecurity offense using threat hunting, you can rest a little easier knowing your company is safer. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in for the special news episode for privacy and security. Always enjoy doing these for you guys. Hope you like them. Would love your feedback. Either way, we really appreciate your support and for tuning in each week. We'll have a great interview for you next week. And uh, we have a lovely rest of your week and weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Stay fresh. for tuning in to Privacy Please. This podcast is brought to you by Spirion, protecting what matters most. If you guys want to keep hearing us and supporting us, please, please, please email me at cameron.ivy at spirion.com. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-N dot I-V-E-Y at spirion, S-P-I-R-I-O-N.com. We would love to hear from you. New topics, guests, all that good stuff. Support us. We love doing this every single week and we hope to continue. Thanks again for your support. And again, Cameron Ivy, over and out, all around decent guy. See you next week.